This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What up, Bryce? It's LJ from Kagiyan. Checking in on you here from Miami, where it's nice and warm. I'm very proud of you for keeping that thing rolling up there and keeping it hot. Because it's a... It's a... It's a Purple Pants Podcast. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Hello and welcome to episode 88, dynamic duo of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve the honor of being your host, Bryce Isaiah. What's up? Yes, shout out to all of my first time listeners. And what's up, Purple Pants Posse? I am so excited that you guys click play on this week's episode. If you haven't already, if you could be so kind to make sure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from, hit that subscribe button, write a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend about the Purple Pants Podcast. Woo, 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 listen, baby. Yes, and baby boy is definitely wetting his whistle this week on the podcast. Hold on. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, shout out to my sister Erica because I still got some of her punch that's ready to punch somebody in their gut because, ooh, it's good. I hope everyone is well. I hope you had a great weekend. You want to know what I've been doing? Busy. 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 Busy as a court. Busy as a tea. I'm busy as a quarantine. Be, be, be. Busy as a quarantine. Be, be, be. You know, are definitely a dynamic duo. Now let's get into this week's episode. Let me get y'all to run down. So we got the church announcements. And on the menu this week, I welcome my Kagian dynamic duo, Morgan Brown. Yes, we catch up with Miss Morgan. Where is Morgan? Where's she been at? Because it seems like since Kagian, she went in my A. So we talk about our friendship. I get some unanswered questions about what was going on with her and Kagian. Find out what reality shows she's been watching. And just really the 411 or what Morgan's been up to. We've got Barb's message this week. So listen, I got a nice little juicy dynamic duo episode for y'all. So let's get into these church announcements. 
Ooh, that sounded like I was cutting the lawn. <laughs> On this week's church announcements, I wanted to pay homage to the queen that is Sunday Request. Over the weekend, Sunday transitioned from her physical body to her spiritual body to heaven. Sunday has been a phenomenal woman. We got to meet Sunday on Survivor, Gen X versus Millennials, but she definitely surpassed her time on Survivor in the essence that Sunday was such a giving, loving woman. We know that, you know, this time last year, she had told the world about her cancer and she really was an open book about it. She videoed on Facebook and really gave the world updates. And it was so encouraging and so empowering the fact that she would be so vulnerable and, you know, just share with us what was going on to the fact that when she was sharing what she was dealing with, with her cancer situation at that time, my mom had her own cancer situation going on. And, you know, my mom had surgery and, and when my mom was recovering, I had sent my mom Sunday's videos to kind of sort of watch and encourage her. And my mom fell in love with Sunday so much to the point that I shared with Sunday how much my mom looked up to her and thought that she was such an inspiration. And being the loving and caring woman that Sunday was, she asked for my mom's address, sent my mom a care package, and her and my mom literally became pen pals. Sunday just was full of life and her life was cut too short. But the one thing that I loved about Sunday is that we know that she was a woman of God. She lived her life. She has a beautiful family. She just will truly be missed. I remember one of the first interactions that I had with Sunday. It was at a reality event. I had met Sunday. She was so nice. She was so excited to meet me. I was so excited to meet her. And I, like, you know, had a little altercation with a MTV Jersey Shore reality star. And I thought that the reality star was kind of rude to me. You know, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And that Bryce at that time did not like our interaction. And it kind of was like sort of a, a public commotion a little bit. And at the time, I didn't think. I was done with her. Spicy Bricey was out. Spicy Bricey wanted to give this person a piece of my mind. Now, I did not know Sunday had seen this interaction. I was on my way to walk over to this Jersey Shore star and give her a piece of Spicy Bricey. Sunday clearly must have. I, I don't know where she was at the time. Clearly, she saw that I was walking over to this young lady and was about to give her a piece of my mind. And Sunday just interjected. It was like, hey, Bryce, look at the alligator over there. And because it was Sunday and she was just like so filled with love, I just went with Sunday. And, you know, she really kind of diffused the situation. And that just is such a, a testament to just the loving, caring and compassionate woman that she was. And I just never will forget that. And I always would tell her that story. And she never even really acknowledged it. She always is like, well, you know, Bryce, yeah, just, you know, and I, I just love people like that and I'm so honored 
honored that I had the privilege of knowing Sunday, having the privilege of just introducing her to my mom. And she would truly be missed. And she, in every definition of the word, is a survivor. And I just want to offer my most dearest condolences to her family to her friends and to all her loved ones she will be missed but i know that her spirit will live on because that is just the type of woman that she is and i i say that i'm on a road to a better brights all the time and truly it's like i want to be more like sunday we all could be more like sunday and i'm just so grateful that i had the opportunity not only to meet her but to be able to call her my friend and sunday i love you you are no longer in pain. You you can fly high like the queen that you are. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I am, y'all know I always say I'm excited for this week's guest, but no, for real, this week's guest, I'm super, super, super excited. Um, She happened to be my only real ally on Survivor Kagyan, okay? And since you know, with Survivor Kagyan being on Netflix and we out here, I said, let me call my good, 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 good girlfriend, Morgan Brown. So I am so excited to welcome Morgan Brown to the podcast. Hey, boo. Hi, Bryce. Yeah. How are you? I love that introduction. So thank you. Yes. Well, first of all, you know, I wanted to start off nice because you know, I have an alter ego named Spicy Bryce. And he got cut you out a little bit because I in the world also want to know where the hell have you been? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm the worst. I'm honestly probably the worst person at just keeping up and keeping in touch because it's been almost eight years since we filmed. And it, it honestly feels like a lifetime ago, but. Yes, no, I'm the absolute worst. I never check in with anybody and I'm a terrible friend. So yes, I I deserve it. I mean, that all would be true. What I find so funny about our experience on Survivor Kageon is that people loved our duo-ness. From my ass to only been up in the game, you know, three episodes. They live for the Bryce and Morgan duo. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the questions that I get all the time. Like random at like five o'clock in the morning, some like (laughs) random college kid is like, do you still keep in contact with Morgan? I feel like I have like all the high, I have like every high schooler that follows me and it's like, you know, in their bio, cause they'll send me like these weird messages. A lot of time I agree. It'll be like you and Bryce, that friendship loved it. And I'll look at their page and it's like, oh, oh they're 14 years old. Like <laughs> this is well, my fan base. Well, you have to realize that Survivor is reaching with quarantine and Absolutely. being as though our season was picked to be on Netflix, it is reaching so many. There's like a whole new audience that did not know we existed know who we are like i love when i'm online or like on twitter and i'm like i love i love the gay guy from cocky eye and i'll be like <laughs> click that's me yes um, no it's so great just that i agree so many people have found the show and have fallen in love with it over the past year and yeah like cause in what 2013 yes there was instagram there was social media but now just people finding us and following us and messaging it's just so fun that after eight years we still connect with um 
you know, people. And I love yeah. it. It sucks because I feel like our impact on social media would have been a lot bigger. We were one of the last seasons that uh, CBS or the production company, we, you know, during our season, we had like, we were like under a gag order. We could not like communicate with each other. We were like supposed to not talk. So in more recent seasons, I think that Survivor has gotten uh, with the times and are like, oh, the the interaction between the castmates generates more buzz for the show but what have you of course i got survival questions for you but honestly i really want to know it's well it's been eight years for you for me it's only been two because i haven't aged so you know i'm still (laughs) the same age that i was on the island no i'm doing everything uh to not age so um every little possibly thing i can do so um yes i'm right with you there but yeah no the past eight years um still living in the bay area where i was born and raised and um i've been now married for going on five years so it's been it's been great my husband and i are just built a little fun life together and we travel a lot well minus this past year and just I've been having so much fun so that's sort of what I've been up to nothing really too interesting since I think Survivor was the most interesting thing of my life so (laughs) far um but yeah I'm I'm a pretty normal person nothing too (laughs) fun but yeah just it's been it's been a good run and I, I love the fact that now like we, we were saying that just random people now recognize me because we're on Netflix where that never happened before when it was on when it was airing even I don't even think I was recognized a single time lies I, Morgan you were <laughs> voted like the hottest survivor you're like in people magazines hottest survivor oh players goodness. like people loved you Morgan I do not believe that when maybe, our season was yeah. airing people did not recognize you maybe I'm just too intimidating and no one would walk up to me but I would love that <laughs> I would love for someone to walk up to me and say I watched your season and take a photo or whatever I, I would love that I would love for that how did you get into survivor and what made you apply yeah so I was um underage at a bar in San Francisco. Um, I had a fake ID from like the time I was like 17. Um, And I was out and I was with a friend who was friends with Matt Quinlan, who had been on a previous season of Survivor. He wasn't, he never made it very far, but he had brought Colton um, Cumbie, who was like a very infamous a player on Survivor Mm -hmm. and him and I sort of hit it off that night and he was telling me that he thinks that I would be perfect for the show. We exchanged numbers and I guess he passed my information along because that Monday I got a call from casting and they just said, hey, do you want to fly out to LA next week? We want to interview you. And I did the whole week long process that I'm sure you probably did as well, where we were like sequestered in a hotel room and did a bunch of interviews. And it was a very interesting experience. Got to meet Jeff Probst, which I thought was so fun. and yeah, and that's how I made it. It, it was like a, from the beginning of getting that first call to actually flying out, it was about a year and a half. So um, I was supposed to be on the season before Kageon and they bumped me and I was ready to go. Um, and about two weeks before they're like, sorry, um, it's actually not gonna happen. And oh. yeah, and at that point, I didn't know if that meant 
that just no thank you we don't want you on survivor or next season they weren't really they didn't really tell me so i was supposed to film i think april of 2013 and then i ended up on kagiyan which i think we flew out like fourth of july of 2013 to head to um, the philippines yes mm-hmm. were you a fan of survivor or had you just like you just like like you just knew what a show because it's been on for forever yeah i was not a fan i because it was really one of like the first reality shows i remember as a kid it would be on you know we'd watch it once in a while as a family um some of the the first few seasons but i really knew nothing about (laughs) it so that week in la when i was auditioning that's all i did they gave me dvds of survivor and i just watched season after season and really became obsessed with it and got really excited because before that I was just like oh well, I, w- I want to be on a TV show this sounds right. fun I'm you know I think I was 19 when they <laughs> when I got the first call um, about interviewing and auditioning and then really being in that hotel room and watching it for a week straight I really fell in love with the game and so it got me excited to actually and want to be on the show not just to to be on TV when you were watching the DVDs that week were you like oh shit what did I sign myself up for or were you like (laughs) I I could do this I think like how were you gauging were you like what the hell yeah I mean I I'm a pretty I think like my exterior can be deceiving because I'm a pretty tough person um but I also I also thought that it was probably a little TV magic that they weren't actually starving, <laughs> that they weren't actually, you know, sleeping on hard bamboo. I assume there was probably a little comfort that um, that we just didn't see, but that is not true. Like you, <laughs> you, you um, actually are completely surviving and that's I think the number one question people ask me is, is it real? Like, did you really not have any food or or water that you you know didn't have to boil or you know cook your own rice and make a fire and like that part was so real we were dying out there right (laughs) we was out there um so right off the bat you found out you were on the beauty tribe was using Mm -hmm. your beauty a part of your initial strategy did your strategy change after finding out the different divisions on the tribe yeah so i my original strategy going into it was to not really play up my looks and 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 whatnot i wanted to really just sort of blend in and kind of (laughs) skate by and (laughs) and not have really draw attention to myself not be the best not be the worst and with those divisions though you couldn't because you were we were the beauty tribe and that was all that we were about and so Yeah, I just, it threw me for a loop. I had no idea what I was going to do. (laughs) And then like getting essentially the very first episode, getting like a target on my back with LJ and getting Mm. sent to, um, you know, all of that stuff. Yes. (laughs) That is kind of sort of my second question. It's like within the first twist of the season, the tribe leaders, which in this case, we all, you know, gave it to Leon, um, Mm -hmm. had to pick... Uh, the weakest link on their tribes. He picked you because he couldn't trust cute. Uh, but hot. <laughs> he, you're right. He couldn't trust cute, but he can't. He could trust cute, but he can't trust the hot girl. Yes. Um, who would you have picked in that situation if the 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 vote depended on you mm-hmm. at that time? Mm, 
probably Jeffra. I would just say by because we didn't know each other at all at that point. Mm -hmm. It was all based on appearance. And she was like the tiniest and this cute young blonde girl. And so I probably would have chosen her as the weakest. But yeah, but I I love Jeffra now. And (laughs) yes, Jeffra's amazing. In that moment, I just knew it was going to be me. And I was like, literally like holding a girl. Yes. I'm like, bitch, I got these purple pants on. I um, I just knew it was going to be me. And I remember like holding my breath and I was just like, oh, God, call me, me. And then when he said you, I was like, oh, but I knew that and just watching previous seasons, I knew that it was going to be somewhat of a flip. I didn't know. Yeah. If I honestly thought then I thought it was going to give you the power for you to then pick somebody to like leave our tribe or something like that. But right. I was just like, yeah, I just couldn't believe LJ. I was like, Argh. but Loki, I was happy it wasn't me uh, because I felt like honestly, I had the biggest target on yeah. my back in our tribe being me being black, me being yeah. gay. And, Absolutely. you know, another target on my back, which I didn't realize at the time was the fact that I was so active and that I was so like doing so much around camp. I didn't realize at that time how much of a target I had put on my back. Right. I agree. And maybe I was a safe choice for him to pick because I mean, I could I could totally see LJ picking you. But I mean, you were just so different from all of us. And that was amazing and great. And the only really diversity from our tribe. So (laughs) I don't know. I just think that you and I... I didn't really click with them. I clicked with yeah. you. Like we Because as soon as I saw you, I yeah. came up to you like, "Girl, this is the tea." Yeah. And like, "What's up?" And like instantly we just had our connection and it really was like that. Like I mean, I remember like cracking up like when it would get dark, I will always be like, "Girl, it's getting dark. We need to make sure we get the best spot in the yes. bed." Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. I mean, there really was no best spot, but I guess maybe in the middle where other bodies could keep us yes. more warm oh but yes the sleeping at night i had no shame i'd be like jeremiah come here can you keep me warm (laughs) even though in in my mind i was like god damn i don't want this fool touching me at all but he would keep me warm (laughs) yes it was like my my favorite spot would be like in between like you yeah and it would either be like alexis or like jeffra and then it'll be like you and jeremiah and for me i was like yes this is comfy but i didn't realize or i heard through the grapevine that like people had problems with like our the way that we would arrange the sleep arrangements because people felt like we were getting like the privileged spots oh my but gosh you snooze you I, lose right okay <laughs> but i'll never forget that night that it rained though oh. girl oh you were literally sh- like i was like squeeze you were like squeeze me bryce i was literally <laughs> <laughs> like you were being so aggressive that night yes. because i I was like, okay, I'm gonna just try to sleep through it. But once that rain started coming no. down, I was like, oh God, like, you is couldn't. this real? Like, I was like, oh bitch, when the morning come, I can't wait till the sunlight come out. But oh, the yeah. sun ain't never came out. I was no. like, oh For my days. God. For days. Ugh. I remember one night we were just drenched and we were, and it, it had stopped raining, but we were just sitting in our wet, cold clothes Ugh. that I finally just like stripped down to like my bra and underwear. And then we were like body heat, like these yeah. like bodies. Like, so I think we like took some of our clothes off just to get like skin to skin. Right. It was so cold. And I think we built our first shelter on some sort of an anthill, if I remember uh, correctly. You so like we were woke just up with like ants on your face. Everywhere. My, yes, I would sleep with just my nose out of my like, <laughs> hood mouth. of my sweatshirt so I could breathe. But bugs, I just got used to it. Bugs crawling all over us 
every night. You just had to, it was just unbelievable. It was a lot. You and I both seem uh, to get off to a bit of a rough start finding ourselves on the outside of the first vote. Is there anything you would have changed in the first phase of the game to position yourself better, both on the beauty tribe and going long term? I mean, if I was smart, I should have just... I mean, it's not smart, but if I wanted to get in with them, I should have just blindly followed LJ and, mm. and uh, uh, Jeremiah like the other, like Jeffra and Alexis mm. did. They sort of just followed them around like puppy dogs and that worked for them, but I'm just not like that at all. I, I never have just followed really a man blindly because they're like the strongest and whatnot. I didn't give a shit. So I was like, it, Bryce and I, whatever, yeah. we're going to do our own thing. We good. And that frustrated me so much during the time of the game. And I mean, sometimes when I think back to like my survivor trauma, it's, mm-hmm. it's that piece to it. The fact that, you know, I guess they looked at LJ as being the strongest or whatever, but I felt like clearly, bitch, I'm doing everything. Like I'm getting up, walking to the well eight yeah. times. I'm like stoking the fire. I'm cooking the rice. I'm, I, yeah. that was like really frustrating for me to be like, well, what? I, I don't know. In, in the time, I'm like, what else do you n- not need to see that? Like, I could be like, not even necessarily your leader, but it really was frustrating for me because I felt like at that time they could not see me in like a dominant male role. Yeah, and I when I look back and reflect on it, obviously I can understand why they're like, you. they've never seen a gay man. They've never seen a black gay man before. So in their right. mind, they're like, oh, he just is the lazy. And you know, I remember mm-hmm. one of the, the first things you said to me, like, you remind me of my friend Colton. And I was like, bitch, no, <laughs> I am not Colton. And I, and right. I really wanted to do everything in my power to not exemplify like the other like the tropes of like what gay men were on the show which is why for me I really worked so hard and I guess it you know kind of backfired on me because in their mind they just wanted to see the tropes of like what the 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 gay person on tribe should be and here I am exemplifying everything that's not that and it really made them scared I Mm -hmm. guess um and so it was really just frustrating that they targeted me because I mean they'll never say this but for me it's like well bitch I know why I know what the T is um and it's just like oh we we can't trust Bryce bitch how you Mm -hmm. can't trust me what tell me what I have done no you did nothing and I think, yeah, in this past year, like, we know the reason why. Like, the alpha male to them was, like, the straight white guy, LJ or Jeremiah, and that's fine. But, like, I I just also think maybe they grew up, or they did grow up in a more, like you said, (laughs) in a sheltered place where you were probably their first really experience in a close-knit sort of situation um, with someone that is gay and black, where I grew up in the Bay Area, I grew up doing theater. Those were my best friends. So like you and I connected immediately. And it's so, I agree. You got you got the, the short end of the stick and it's really unfortunate that I think if our tribe was different, if it wasn't just, you know, young white women and <laughs> men, <laughs> maybe things would have changed. And um I really hope that you'll be able to maybe in the future try again and, sh- and prove <laughs> well, that because you're who worth. knows 
But, you know, fing- bitch, fingers always cross. But I, I yeah. don't know whether or not you know, but, you know, uh, last year around this time, I was really active um, in the Survivor diversity campaign of really, yeah. like, saying to Survivor, like, listen, things got to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Survivor, you know, took heed and they listened. And so they really committed to moving forward um, in Survivor that it would have 50% BIPOC. And for me, that just makes it so exciting because, one, I, I feel like people won't have to experience what I've experienced in mm-hmm. the game. And two, for me, it's just like you know diversity just looks beautiful and like let's yeah. see what it looks like the more diverse the more complicated the more better a game will be so mm-hmm. I'm excited that you know Survivor has committed to that and um you know and I'm just excited like telling my own story and although my my story isn't like the worst of the worst but you know right. they are my experiences mm-hmm. and so I'm just glad that I have a platform that I can like you know tell my truth one thing I did want to ask you was throughout the season people seem to think that you were one of the lazier players do you mm-hmm. agree with that statement would you have done anything differently to come off better at camp life oh yes I was lazy <laughs> I was <laughs> yes. straight up um at- yeah. I crack up, and I don't mean to cut you off though, but I crack up when people call you lazy because I'm like, technically, is it lazy when you know you lazy and like you're doing it on purpose? Like for me, I'm like, that's her strategy. Yeah. Um, I think that I was very, um, I got used on the beauty tribe. You would do so much. And then once you were gone, LJ and Jeremiah really did so much that, I think all three of us girls would just sit around and it wasn't even, it wasn't even talked about. Like the guys would just, you know, continue the fire and they would cook the rice. And we, I was just so mentally drained. I mean, physically as well that I was like, if they're going to make it, they're going to make my food and get my water, then more power to them. Thank you. Like I just, (laughs) Uh, yes I mean I should have helped out so much more and I didn't and if I was to ever do it again I I would but it was purely because I was exhausted like I would just I was amazed at how people had the strength to continue on and I was just dying out there Um, but I think it was the mostly the mental strength that I just did not have at 21 years old Um, But yes, no, I was a lazy um, POS out there and uh, yeah, people saw it and ultimately was the the death of me out there. One of my favorite episodes is whenever it's the idol hunt and I think like in Tony's confession, he's like, even Morgan's up looking for the idol. Oh, you know, I was (laughs) like, I always die at that. I'm like, why are you not going to do my girl like that? But you you did get up and stroll around camp looking Mm -hmm. for the idol. I was like, oh my God, Morgan. Um, hilarious yeah and i also think it's interesting that when we went to our first vote because you know bitch i only got one vote in me so that's the only experience i could talk about but you were really thinking it was you like you were like prepared to go home and i was just like you know you you was like i remember the night before you were like listen bryce if i get voted out i'm gonna take a shower uh we get to go on a trip like i'm like you were like you were like ready and i'm like girl no you can't get voted out i can't get voted out we got to stay in this but you were you at that point was like listen i accept my fate if if y'all vote me out it is what it is yeah no and i i I really truly thought it was most likely me and so i was just looking on the bright side that i wouldn't have to deal with this anymore (laughs) even though of course i i didn't want to be voted out i wanted to stay it was like my coping mechanism that like, I'm all right. 
it's all good. And I truly think that everyone who knew me well, who knew like my closest friends and family who knew I was going on the show, they were all, they had no faith in me. They're like, you're going to be voted out day three. You're going to, you're going to be the first one, like, look at you. And so I just, I sort of thought that about myself um, subconsciously, but yeah, I mean, it's, I was, I was so sad when it was you, um, that when I got back to the camp, I was almost like, F this, like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like my one friend is gone. We're starving. (laughs) I love that, that scene of the next episode when you got back and I was like, yes, Morgan, give them hell. Mm -hmm. And you was really cussing Jeremiah's ass out because he was, because he really should have, he should have went with us. But in, in retrospect, I think that, you know, and I'm just telling you this, um, whenever I get asked, like, what would you do different if you ever played the game Survivor? And one of the things that I would do different is, well, one, I think that there is a learning curve mm-hmm. in playing Survivor. Like, there is a reason that, like, some people that play again, like, their game is dramatically different because I think the knowledge that we have of production, the knowledge that we have of like interviewing, but just like a lot of the knowledge that we have, I feel like would propel me. Uh, But one of the things for me that would have done differently in that moment is that going into that vote, Jeffra, she was a mess in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, she was like not pretending like she was with us, but I mean, she was actively telling us their plans and we were actively telling her our plans. And I mean, it was very clear to me that they were like splitting the votes on you, me and Alexis. Like I knew that going in and I guess I got so in my emotions in the sense of like, why are they even gunning for me? Um, that I really kind of like this Bryce and Alexis beef really got in my head. But if I was thinking correctly and you know, maybe this is another one of my downfalls of that season. Like, I was loyal to you. Like, I was like, no, Morgan is my girl, but mm-hmm. bitch, I could have just wrote your name down <laughs> and like, you know, the first vote would have been done. Yeah. And I don't think in that mindset, I was not, I was not thinking like that. And no. I think that that was like my one downfall in the sense that I was not, I really let my emotions get the best of me and I was not playing a numbers game. And mm-hmm. I should have honestly like saved myself because yeah. bitch, that's what I'm here for. So I always tell people that like ask any advice, uh, place fire. I'm like, it's a numbers game. So make sure you kind of know where the votes are and save yourself at all costs because yeah. you never know what the next day, uh, would be or how it can transform. Another thing that I feel like I would do differently is I was so again in my mind about like I don't want to be like the stereotypical gay guy don't want to like cuss anybody out like I really want and I kind of shied away from like confrontation Mm -hmm. but I remember like certain points in times when I would literally be by myself and it would be LJ, Jeremiah, Jeffra and Alexis and I would just sit there and like watch the conversation. I wish that I would have interjected myself in the conversation like, bitch, what's popping in my Cardi B voice? Like, what's going on? Like changing the narrative and like really kind of interjecting myself. I think those are my biggest two downfalls of my game or, you know, what could have seen me a little longer. What are like, is there any like downfall or anything that knowing what you know now you would do differently if you played again? Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I truly just think that I being so young and so I just like my mental game was not 
there. I wasn't mature enough for it yet at that time. And so I definitely don't regret really like anything, even though I was so obnoxious on this show. But I mean, there were certain things that I guess I should have laid off on Cass a little bit. Cause that was my, <laughs> my that was ultimate, iconic though. <laughs> my ultimate downfall was um, there was no reason to vote me out when they did. I wasn't a threat. It was purely just because I made Cass's skin crawl, <laughs> and they wanted to keep her very comfortable for to manipulate her. However, um, mostly Tony to manipulate her. However, he chose and. Um, I just should have kept my mouth shut at times and, you know, not have been so terrible to her, but I don't regret it. I honestly feel like when we were at the reunion show or the final um, votes and reunion, that all of us were having fun. We were totally getting along, but maybe I remember this in a different way, but I feel like Cass was not like she was kind of by herself. She was not really a part of like the family that we had all created and that's just kind of sad, but also telling that maybe I wasn't wrong in my um my opinion of her. Do you remember when we were backstage at the live finale and we were watching the episode? Do you remember when like Wu was like off to the side watching? And I like always wonder in my head, like, did Wu think he won the seat? Like, I always thought like Wu in that moment, I don't know why I was like focusing on Wu. I love Wu. Yeah. Uh, but I remember him like we were all like in a group together and I remember like Wu was off to the side and he, he like this very confidence in the beginning mm-hmm. and then like as the episode progressed and progressed and progressed and progressed I felt like his spirit uh was getting lower and lower oh, and lower yeah. and I always wonder like I was like I wonder if Wu think he won the season Probably. Um, I mean but... why would he take Tony with him he had to have thought that Tony just rubbed all of us in such a bad way that he would have just won it based on being nice to everyone. But I had almost zero interaction with Wu. Like, even though we played together, I don't even think I talked to him at all. (laughs) (laughs) He was doing his own thing and ignored me. And I I guess I ignored him. So like I, my only really interaction with him is outside of filming, um, which is funny, but yeah, no, I agree. He, he made the, the wrong decision and bringing Tony along, but... Um, who do you still keep in contact from Kagyan? Who is on Morgan's, like, good list? And who is on Morgan's, like, I, I don't even remember their name list? <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't <laughs> talked to so many people in, in a few years now, but I guess, like, in the, me- in the, in the immediate few years after the show filmed, um, Jeffra and I were very close. Sarah and I were extremely close as well. Um... But yeah, that was... Bitch, you better put me on that list. Oh, yes, and you, and you. I thought besides you. But um, yeah, just just you three. Um, Tony would text me once in a while around holidays just saying hello. But yeah, it was Sarah and Jeffra where we really mostly made a connection um, at Ponderosa. Sarah and I became inseparable there. And um, yeah, I, I Any really funny Ponderosa stories you care to share? Oh, gosh. Just the fact that Sarah and I stuffed our face every day and we gained so much weight. But there was just a lot of craziness. Like there was another like what is it a a typhoon is that what they call it there Mm -hmm. where so that happened while we were there and we had to board up all of our windows and our beach the next morning was just covered in debris and so the locals brought in like these 
massive like mules almost to like pull debris. I don't know, just things that you would never see. Like very, it was very eye-opening. Like how where we were at was very much so like a third world country and never really experiencing that or seeing that. It was so eye-opening and yeah, I, I definitely, um, you know, would love to go back and just kind of see where we were at because I still don't even quite know because we had really no idea yeah, where we, we were. Buses <laughs> with the boarded up windows, yes. like riding around. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, I would love to, interesting to see that resort mm-hmm. as well. So then also when we get flown out, we all like see each other for the first time yeah. in LA and then like we can't talk. Uh-uh. And then like what I think is so weird is that like our handlers like give us random nicknames. Like mine's was like JCK. I'm like, oh, why yeah. not? Like, you know, like that makes no sense. But anyway, right. like, you know, they pass our passports out and then we flew, you know, 13 hours uh, to Manila. Yeah. Then we were like at this, at, at the airport at this random room and yeah. then they ordered us like hamburgers and like we oh ate gosh, hamburgers. I remember that. Then, which was weird, we had like an eight hour layover and we yeah. couldn't talk in like the small room. And um, I don't really remember you at this point. The only person I do remember like focusing in on is Spencer because I remember I was like, Spencer's like, he's so skinny. And <laughs> he kept eating them hamburgers. Like he had like four or five of them. I'm so like, ooh, funny. baby boy, I know your stomach is going to be like yes. rumble tumble. Um, yeah, I remember and- just Cliff. I was like, who is oh, yeah. this? He's well, huge. I- <laughs> I remember when we got to Manila and then all of those people flocked around him. I was like, Cliff Robinson, Cliff Robinson, Cliff Robinson. And I remember the handlers did not want him to like talk to them. And then Cliff was like, and I just remember him. He was just saying like, hey guys, like uh, these people want to show me love and I, it's only right that I have to show them love. And so I remember they like let Cliff kind of sort of go off to the side and like have his like fan moment. But I remember I was like, oh my God. And I just remember them saying like, Cliff Robinson, Cliff Robinson. So then after the airport, then we like had to take like a four hour ride to the campsite. And then I remember, you know, at the campsite, we had to like sit at those tables and then Mm -hmm. we had to like sleep in the tents. I was like, bitch, first of all, I'm like, oh yes, resort sub Bitch, they put us right in them tents, but I loved my little tent. Like I used to like write in the morning. Um, I kept like this journal which I, is so interesting. And I remember I felt like a prisoner because like we couldn't leave our tents no. until, you know, they would come and get us. But little did I know, I heard through the grapevine that people like Garrett and other people were like, just get out their tent whenever they wanted to. Uh-huh. And just like, you know, I think that uh, they were so used to at that time filming recurring seasons. And so they were like, okay, good. We've got new people that don't really know the rules. So we'll just try to, you know, just get them to do what, what we need them to do. But right. I just remember we would spend like 11 hours at these tables oh. under the pan. I'm about to call it a panic key. What's the, is that, that's not the right word. A, can- what, like, a, no, a canopy, was, right. No, the roof was like made of like grass. It was like, <laughs> it was like braided palm fronds or whatever. Yeah, no, it it was, and we just read, I think, all Yes, day. we just, I listened to music and read. But yeah. I also, it's interesting for me because when I hear stories from, like, Jeffra and Alexis, they're like, we tried to smile at you and you didn't smile at us, mm-hmm. so I, we thought you were mean. I'm like, in that moment, I felt, 
I was so scared. I was like, oh my Me god, like, what the what the hell have I got into? Like, I tried to put like a game face on, yeah. but I didn't feel like I was mean. I had really connected with Sarah. Me and Sarah every morning would get up, we would sit near each other and kind of like smile friendly. I definitely remember Jatia um, when it was like our press day, and I think it was like the fan was on like Alexa and Jeffra, and she was like kind of signaling to them like, do you need this or like can I use this? And they didn't like respond. And she just like took the fan. I was like, oh my god. I remember Trish doing her yoga. Oh, yeah. um, I remember one time Jeremiah <laughs> was reading a book, but it was upside down, oh, girl. I, I was just going to say that as a joke. Oh, my gosh. No. Was, but was that a joke, though? Probably. It's it, Oh, Jeremiah. And I remember Bless we talked heart. about that on the island. Yeah. I was like, why is this boy? And I also... Another thing that I remember is, do you remember like uh, entitled Garrett? Do you remember he would like get like when? So the highlight of the day was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like you know, oh, I, yeah. we would like could not wait until yes. they would bring that food in because we would literally just be sitting there all day. And I remember Garrett will always be the first one up. And uh-huh. I just remember thinking, and I remember writing in my notebook like pompous ass, like oh, yeah. Wh- such a douche. But he always and, had beef jerky too. I'm like, he yes, must have oh, brought well, a suitcase of beef jerky. Hey girl, he got stopped at customs. <laughs> so he brought like beef jerky and he brought like canned salmon. I'll never no. forget that. When we were like in uh, LAX going through the tunnel, like they stopped his bag and he had like seven cans of like canned tuna and salmon. They're like, you can't bring this. Ew. I just remember seeing him. Gosh, it was like maybe day four when we all, it was for one of the, um, how am I forgetting? The... the challenges um but like it was like his muscles had deflated yeah. i was like wait w- w- hold on it's been four days how are you half the size that you were four days ago like the sun and the no food or the no beef jerky six times a day just did a number on him uh, it was so much I, I literally remember one of the handlers being like you can only have two boiled eggs today yeah like, he was like <laughs> hoarding the the devil eggs what else do you like what else do you remember about people what did you think of me or did you in that time like what because i think it's the most interesting and i i I loved tasha i remember i was like trying to make eye contact with tasha Mm -hmm. but i couldn't but walk me through some of your cast analysis of that time of 12 hours sitting at the table all day yeah i just remember that the handlers put like the fear of god in me they were like you cannot look at anybody you can't talk to anybody and so i was terrified to look or do anything so i just kept my eyes on my books and i know now i mean this was what 2013 so i had like the books that i had brought were like 50 shades of gray and like (laughs) books like that and so when we were all finally together you know filming they were like damn you were really into 50 shades of gray and I was like yes I I read the whole series um I just remember Tony really really stuck out to me and I thought he was probably like Mm ex-military or something like that so I guess a cop was a pretty close um you know close to military but just like with the tattoos and I remember he wore like cargo the, pants the cargo pants and them tank tops yes and i was like who is right. this guy but i also thought i was like maybe i should 
like I honestly thought I was like, if we're going to be on the same tribe, I'm aligning with that dude because he looks like he can get shit done. So um, I will be his sidekick if I can, because um, and I guess which was right, because I mean, we all know how amazing he turned out to be. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I totally remember you and but I just what I was, was I given? Tell me, describe what was I given? What describe what yeah. you remember? I mean, <laughs> I remember being like when we all finally got broken up and we got shoved into the van and we realized we were all on the same tribe, but like not really knowing what that meant. I was a little shocked because I was like, oh shit, they're going to put all three of us young girls together. Like this doesn't make sense. But I was, remember that I was like, okay, like I'm going to be friends with him. Like I just knew, like I picked it out. And I don't know if it was just from like watching you or watching everyone the, the entire time. But yeah, I just knew that we would connect and that we would be friends. I, I always, I felt so embarrassed because, well, here's like a spoiler alert. Um, like I didn't really want to wear purple pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I had sent in like three other fire outfits and I was yeah. like, watch they picked on purple pants. And of course they did. But I remember when we had to do our press run yeah. of we got dressed and then they took us to, it was maybe the day before uh, we filmed, but we got into our game attire. And I remember like, why are they having me get dressed first? And I remember having to like walk back out and I had my purple pants mm-hmm. on and I was just like, oh God, cringeworthy moment. Oh my um, gosh, love it. I was like, oh. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy to think that it's been eight years and yeah, like life has so different. But I mean, I love the fact that we have these bonds. And honestly, this is probably, well, there's just probably longest we didn't talk in eight years because yeah. you you off doing whatever you're doing and being MIA. But I always feel bad sometimes because people are like, we love you and Morgan. And I'm always like, yes, I love Morgan. But secretly like, girl, she off the grid. She yeah. don't, you know, none of this. But I, I love it. Do you still watch Survivor? Have you watched any other seasons since our season? Any seasons that you've like gravitated to, uh, that you've liked, disliked? I mean, yeah. So I, like, right after was definitely, um, you know, watching all of the seasons. But I did fall off a bit. But the most recent one, I pretty, I guess I pretty much only watch now if there's someone that I played with um, in, oh, in the game. Okay. Because I just, I feel like I, I just know a little bit more, like some insight because I know them. Um, so I, the most, yeah, the most recent one I watched was when Tony won again. Winners at War. Okay. Yeah. So did you watch Second Chances or Game Changers where both Kagiyan has had huge representation in both mm-hmm. of them? I mean, I watched when Sarah won. So that was what the... That was Game Changers? I don't even remember like the names. I'm so terrible. (laughs) So girl, you don't keep up. No. Oh no. I mean, I just watch it like when, yeah, like when Sarah won and when Tony won, um, no, I'm terrible. I need to, I need, I need to, honestly, I haven't even seen our season in like six years. So I, and it's so funny that you say that because I actually, uh, another truth be told, I don't actually think I've ever seen our season in its entirety. Really? Uh, Cause like, bitch, after I got voted out, I was done with your hoes like I'm like (laughs) all of y'all bye um so I don't think that I've ever really watched our season in the entirety of like Mm -hmm. how I watch other seasons because you know I'm just like what's the point after the first three episodes for me (laughs) (laughs) no I get it I mean I I have seen our our uh 
our season in its entirety and I watched it like when it was live and and then I probably watched it a few years later but now I truly can't get myself to watch it and it's not because I regret how I was because that is who I was at 21 but I'm just so different now with you know years and maturity and growing as a person that I just want to when I see clips when people tag me in clips I just want to like bury my head and oh it's it's embarrassing but I just I take comfort in the fact that I think most people at 21 years old if they were filmed for on national television they would also be slightly embarrassed at who they were (laughs) you keep saying this embarrassed I I mean I don't think I like I don't remember you doing anything I I felt like honestly you were living in your truth and you know bitch you was doing your thing I also remember that you like lied about your age to us like you said you were like 25 out there because Alexis and Jeffra were all we were all about the same age I think that they were maybe slightly older than me but i wanted i felt i was around your age too really you i I don't know you seemed more mature i just wanted to be more mature and like separate myself from like these young girls which is exactly what i was so i yeah i don't know why i mean it's not like it ever helped me but i (laughs) i i I think i yeah i think i said i was like five years older than i actually was and i think i even lied i was like i'm I'm a realtor like but what i was like 21 (laughs) in in college like yes well i felt like well you disclosed all of that to me at night during our talks like you told me your age you told me i remember you telling me about your boyfriend i remember you told me that you weren't a realtor you were still in school i think yeah and yeah so we we really had a a blossoming friendship and i am glad that people still see that and still love our iconic duo and they always mm-hmm. wonder what if bryson morgan would have made it past that that hurdle it would yes. the game would have looked like it would have been so different it really would have But I'm just really grateful for this time to catch up. You know, being Survivor Kagyan is a trending topic always and forever because it is the best season of Survivor. And that's on period. And, you know, you are one of the most sought after purple. People always be like, where Morgan at? What's her Instagram? Where, like, you know, is she active? I'm like, no, you got to follow Morgan Strange. She only posts once every other year. And it's more than likely probably her dogs. But it's so true. (laughs) I need to get better at it. I really do. I mean, I have an interesting life. I just, I don't don't take the time to show it and so I need to but I mean I love that I think people more people should live in their lives and not on social media so mm-hmm. I ain't mad at that I just you know every once in a while I just like to make sure there's a post there you still around girl because you know I'm, I miss you but before we go where can people follow you if they want to just follow the Morgan Brown like and what's your Twitter what's your Instagram I girl we know you don't use them but what are they <laughs> all right so I guess what I use most frequently um, is Instagram and so it's Morgan three underscores brown because now that I'm brown um, instead of McLeod, there was uh, difficult to find uh, an unused handle. So yeah, Morgan three underscores Brown. And then for my Twitter, I'm underscore Morgan McLeod. And I'll very once in a while post there. But yes, follow me on Instagram and say hi. And I usually respond back to, you know, all the people that have messaged me because you guys are the sweetest, um, you know, fans. 
even though I wasn't maybe the sweetest on Survivor, you guys are all great. That's what they love about it. You wasn't. You you was mm-hmm. you was getting the girls together. What before we go, a child and I always say before we go and ask something else. But what shows are you watching, girl? What you watching on the Netflix? What's your playlist looking like? Tell us the people what you what's up? What's up? Okay, so I really I recently during like quarantine got into Outlander, which is like <laughs> a sci-fi show that's like in Scotland and I'm such a dork, but I love it. Um but I mean of course then just like Real Housewives all day, every day. What's your favorite franchise? Hmm. Okay, I like watching the women when they are rich. Like, I don't want to watch normal women. So Beverly Hills is probably my favorite. OC, I, I can't really watch anymore because i'm sorry like i love gina but you live in a townhouse like that's just normal people i don't want to watch normal people i want to watch like these extravagant crazy lives watch salt lake city uh, yes uh, and all the drama with jen shaw I yes girl they didn't lock jen up what's, yes. what's the tea with the wiretap and all oh. the yes and, and also it, her plastic surgery i really feel it's like a cautionary tale because oh. it is it's a it's a mess but yeah, yeah. I I watched the beginning of Salt Lake City, but I like kind of sort of fell off. But knowing this tea and knowing that it happened while they are filming, um, y'all can guarantee that I will be back for season two. Did you watch Bridgerton? Oh yes. Did you? Yes, I and love you those heard, period. You pieces. know the the Duke isn't coming back, even though people I tweeted that out and people were like, well, he was not really in the other books, so they're not surprised. And I'm like, listen, baby, I'm I'm only here for the Duke. Right. Did you um Did you watch Tiger King? Yes, of course. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Just it's been like know, a it's like a, a what I think we just hit like a year of, right of but, Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Girl felt like it might have been five years ago because just the way quarantine has slowed everything down. But okay, so okay, you got some you got some okay shows on your playlist. Mm-hmm. But seriously, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, and it's so great to catch up with you. I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that we are able to connect, and you yes. will always and forever be my original alliance. Oh. Thank you so much, Bryce. This was so fun. And whenever I make it out to the East Coast, we will definitely have to meet up because it's been too long. Yes. Like for seven sure. years. It's it's <laughs> a lot. Hopefully, I think I'm coming out. You're in the summer because you know hose is vexed. So yes, yes hopefully we can uh we can see each other. But it's been great. Love you much. Love I will you. talk to you soon. Yes. Have a great weekend. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi. This is Ms. Barb. And today I want to share with you how I live in a state of peace today. Using the creative power of my thoughts, I begin my day by centering myself in the peace of God that resides deep in my heart. Breathing deeply, I find this infinite peace. I spend a few quiet moments in this sanctuary as I prepare to greet the day. With peace in my heart, I see beyond any act of another that may disturb or annoy me. I put down my defenses and let wonder guide me. I recognize that I don't know the reasons behind the actions of another, and I bless that person. I focus on what I want to accomplish today an awareness of my oneness with the peace of spirit. I live this truth. I am peace. I am love. I am wisdom. I move through my day with confidence, doing that which is mine to do. Love you. Thank you, Mommy, for another great edition of Barb's Message. Let me know if you got something out of that. You know, people send me DMs for Barb and I screenshot them and send them back. And Miss Barb sometimes writes messages back. And if we are at Miss Barb's message, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I thank you so much for hanging in there with me. Don't forget, if you have not already, please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Wherever it is that you get your podcast from, you know my Uncle Pookie got them on 52nd Street, so you could get them from him as well. Make sure you write a review. Write a review, okay? Let me say it again. Write a review. I love the reviews that you guys write. It helps me gauge and guide the podcast. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the Purple Pants podcast. I just want to close out this podcast with, again, sending my deepest condolences to the family, the friends, and loved ones of Sunday Barquest. She is truly a queen and will be missed. And I'm so honored that I had the time to spend with her and that I could call her a friend. You will forever be in my heart. Love you, Sunday. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to episode 88, Dynamic Duo. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's 
the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.